It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Glad to have you on the show today or uh, with me on the show today. And we have much to get to, much to get to as the show progresses. But as with any event of uh, any notoriety whatsoever, there there have to be some rules. They ha- there have to be some rules today, and you have to understand these rules if you are going to proceed with the next three hours hanging out with me. And and the, let me just explain some of those rules because there are a lot of things going on in the world. There's a Supreme Court nominee in front of uh, houses of Congress getting you know confirmed. And, and by the way, just I'll just go ahead and say it right now, she's going to be the justice. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's it's a done deal already. So all of this is, is Falderall. No matter what happens, they could uh, honestly bring up the, the you know, hey, hey, she killed a bunch of baby harp seals. She clubbed them to death and made you know a, a designer jacket out of their pelts. And uh, you know, nobody would care. It really wouldn't matter at all. So the Republicans are going to point to the fact that Ketanji Jackson is uh, very soft on crime, is I think probably a metaphor for what's wrong with uh, the Democrat Party and crime in America. But that's okay, because you know what? She's a black woman. She's the first black woman who will be on the Supreme Court, and the uh, the Democrats get to check that box, even though they filibustered a black Supreme Court uh, nominee years and years ago before she could even get on the uh, on the stage. That happened when George W. Bush was the president. But never mind that. They've got their uh, box to check, and they check the box, and they're going to get the box. So, just thought you should know, everything that you see the next couple of days at these Supreme Court hearings are nonsense and falderall, uh, and they will mean absolutely nothing because she's going to be the next Supreme Court justice uh, replacing Stephen Breyer. So you know. <clears throat> just thought you should know. Now, will some points be raised? Sure. Will some, you know, uh, uh, will the uh, Republicans be very polite And will they play by Marcus of Queensbury rules, unlike the Democrats play when we have a nominee in front of Congress? Uh, Of course they will. They will will throw softballs and they will attempt to show what's real about this woman. And and it is clear that she is soft on crime. It appears that she is a liberal. It appears she has a soft spot for the 1619 Project, which shows to me that she's very, very radical. That said, she spoke very nicely yesterday and all of this, and you know, and everybody's in the get along gang here. And again, did I mention that she's a black female, <clears throat> which of course you can't say anything about her because, uh, you know, you're a racist. So here are the rules that you need to know. A, if you are a conservative, if you are even a libertarian leading conservative uh, like me, uh, here are the rules you need to know today. If you don't support Kentanji Brown Jackson for any reason whatsoever, you are a racist. Just write that down. Write that down. Just be prepared for it because you are going to be called a racist by everybody, even though you don't even care. Uh, If you support voter integrity uh, laws, you are a racist and a Jim Crow supporter. Just thought you should know, just in case you uh, you want to know the rules of the game in the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. If you don't think men should be allowed to compete against women as women, you're a transphobe. You are a transphobe. If you don't want preschoolers through third grade taught about sexuality and sex, then you are homophobic. Okay, you're a homophobic. If you think the 2020 election was stolen, like I do, and January 6th was a media-hyped lie, like I do, and January 6th protesters being over-punished, I have an example of that today, like I do, you are a conspiracy theorist. Uh, oh, and you're also an insurrectionist. Yeah, I thought you should know that. And you should be uh, light up against the wall and shot. If you know COVID-19 was created in a lab for doing just that, building viruses to be weaponized against humans, 
Uh, and that happened in Wuhan, China. You are a xenophobe. Uh, at the least, you are a xenophobe. You know, and you hate Chinese people. Uh, let me see here. Oh, if you uh, know the Hunter Biden laptop was real and have known all along, you believe in disinformation and misinformation, even though it was true and uh, you know it's true because the evidence and all that, uh, still disinformation and misinformation because uh, the Democrat Party, the mainstream media, and big social media are ignoring the story and have for the last two years. If you know business and school lockdowns, masks and vaccine passports did nothing to prevent COVID and only made life miserable for the world, then you are a science denier. Okay, and, and I may have to put these on social media so you can write them down and print them off in your cubicle at work or, you know, wherever so you can show everybody what an awful person you are <clears throat> as a conservative. If you know the Russian dossier was bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton and the DNC, you are a Russian sympathizer. You are in bed with the Ruskies, even though you are in the opposite side politically of uh, Russia and communism and the Soviet Union, unlike the Democrat Party, who's completely down with it, completely down with it. And if you support the police, you hate black people. So all of those things you need to know going in the show today. Remember all of these, because these are the rules that you will be confronted every single day as a conservative. There. There's a lot of rules, right? They're just a lot of rules. I mean, I can look at Democrat uh, philosophies. I can look at AOC. I can look at Hillary Clinton. I can look at Joe Biden's uh, policy with regard to energy and the economy. I could say they're wrong. There you go. I'm not saying Joe Biden's a racist because he wants the country to go to hell in a handbasket. I'm not saying Joe Biden is some sort of xenophobe because he wants uh, fuel prices to go up. I don't know. I don't throw those out there. I, I do say that AOC is an idiot. I think that Kamala Harris is an idiot. I think that I have a good uh, amount of uh, acquired evidence that shows they're not very bright people. I also have a good deal of evidence that Joe Biden is uh, uh, experiencing a severe mental decline. And again, all you have to do is compare the video of uh, Joe Biden from even five years ago versus now. Even worse, 10 years ago versus now. 20 years versus now. I could go on and on. All of these things I say, and I'm not being racist or xenophobic or a science denier or a disseminator of misinformation and disinformation it's just that i like to do this thing it's called um truth i like to tell the truth i like to tell the truth we have a guy in the white house who his entire career has been based on a lie he even got booted from at least one presidential campaign because he lied uh so i'm not here to make uh make excuses i'm not here to call names although i will use the name idiot every once in a while when it is necessary but other than that, you know, um, I, I just want to tell the truth today and, uh, and entertain you, possibly inform you. going to be hard to inform you because you're a very well-informed audience because you pay attention. I'm uh, <laughs> just amazed, actually, you know, how many people don't know what the hell is going on in the, uh, in the world. And, and I get confronted by it every single day in my life. That said, that said, before we dive into the uh, Supreme Court hearings before we dive into NCAA swimming, see what I did there? <clears throat> Diving into the, okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, approval ratings in the economy and how it's affecting you and me. And also how Joe Biden officially said the quiet part out loud. He supports a new world order. And I'm not talking about the 80s or was it the 90s wrestling team. Remember the new world order was uh, like this. Uh, I was never really into pro wrestling that much. But anyway. Uh, President Joe Biden's national approval rating is dangerously low, 36%. Impacting races down ballot in battleground states. 
55% disapprove of Biden's performance. Independents are majorly dragging down the president's polling numbers among independents. Only 24% approved of Biden. 66% disapproved. This is not as bad as the uh, pre-2020 election. And uh, we all know how that election was stolen by Joe Biden, the Democrat Party, and Mark Zuckerberg, and the Hunter Biden uh, avoidance of the Hunter Biden laptop story. In Georgia, a state where Donald Trump narrowly lost to Biden in 2020 because he was one of those battleground states that shut down the vote counting at midnight and then restarted the next morning with gigantic vote counts for Joe Biden, like 95 to 97, even 99 percent for Joe Biden, not a Donald Trump, showing that ballot boxes were stuffed. Only 32% of Georgians approve of Biden. 58% disapprove Biden's approval rating in Georgia may greatly impact the race for the governor. We'll see. Arizona, where Trump lost by 10,000. Another battleground state where the voting stopped. Really weird how that happens. Biden's approval rating, just 35%. Nevada also has low approval ratings for Biden. 35% approve Biden. 58% disapprove. This would all show that Joe Biden is going to lose handily. His party is going to lose handily in November. And then Joe Biden at a uh, business roundtable CEO quarterly meeting to discuss the United States response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine said the quiet part out loud as far as a new world order. And listen, I haven't done all that much research on the new world order uh, because uh, it's very conspiratorial sounding. Do I think that there are a number of a cabal of people, by the way, who uh, believe that uh, there should need no world order led by the United States. Yeah. Do I believe that there are people who want to lower the boat of the United States uh, and instead of raising up the boats of uh, S-hole countries, as, uh, as uh, Donald Trump said? Absolutely, 100%. And uh, do I believe that Democrats really hate the United States of America? Absolutely, I do believe that because they want to change it. They want to change it fundamentally. That said, here is Joe Biden yesterday. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy. In the yeah, it's going to crap. world occurs every three or four generations. As one of, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day. A secured meeting, so you probably wouldn't say anything about it because it was a secured meeting, but he's going to do it anyway. 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. Let's not forget the 100 million who were killed by communism and socialism last century. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened. Led by the United States as a beacon of freedom, by the way. Happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to, yeah, well, we've been doing that, uh, Junior. We've been doing that for a very long time. It's just you want to bring us down. Oh, you know, uh, everything's going up in price, including uh, airline tickets, actually. I'm going to be flying a couple of places and noticed a pretty dramatic increase in the the cost of flying. Domestic airline prices have spiked uh, 36% this year. Amid an increase in demand and skyrocketing fuel prices, recent data shows round-trip flights within the U.S. currently cost around $300 on average, making for a 36% increase since the beginning of uh, this year. Could see even higher costs in the coming months. Of course it will. (laughs) Of course it will. And, uh, you know, you already have to pay how much for uh, carrying on a bag and, and all of this stuff, you know. It doesn't come as a big surprise. No, not really, not really. 
Federal Reserve Chair uh, Jerome Powell, and I don't want to get you all fogging over here with, oh, he's going to talk about interest rates. The only thing I'm going to say is that they're raising interest rates to combat uh, aggressive uh, inflation. And so if you're going to refi your home, might want to consider that right about now if you can. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm not. All I know is that the last time there was a real estate bubble, I got hosed, and that was in Washington, D.C. I was speaking to someone earlier this uh, last week about the possibility of a real estate bubble, and uh, he said, nah, nah, because we don't have the subprime mortgage crisis with uh, people getting $600,000 loans and only making $35,000 a year. That happened in like 2005, 2006. Not going to see that. But uh, it looks like interest rates are going to be ticking up ever so slightly. And uh, I have said from the very beginning that when you combine the uh, gas lines, when the Colonial Pipeline shut down, the dependency on OPEC to pump our oil and uh, inflation and, of course, now interest rate hikes, it takes us back to another presidency, which is, of course, the Carter presidency. And this is the theme song for that. It's called Welcome Back, Carter. Welcome back to Jimmy Carter 2.0. Welcome back. He's the same bad press, but his name is Joe. Well, the names have all changed since Jim was around. He can't remember it. But the swamp that remains can't be turned around. They're still there. Joe's killing off the nation. Killing New off World the nation. Order. Say hello to stagflation. Hello to stagflation. Yeah, we tease him a lot. Cause brain cells he ain't got. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Second verse. Welcome back. Not Welcome same as the back. first. Welcome back. It cost an arm to fill your car. Welcome back. Your paycheck's the same and it don't go far. Joe pulled all the troops from Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. Everything is screwed up. I guess that's his plan. He's an Obama puppet. Obama puppet. Let's go tell him to stop. Tell him Let's to go, stop Brandon. It. The worst in history. That's why we chant FJB. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You got the vaccination, <laughs> you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad, or, 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 or the neighbor, or when you go to church, or when you're, no, no I, I, I really mean There you go, and of course, uh, gas prices are everybody else's fault. I'm going to work like the devil to bring gas prices down. I will do what needs to be done to reduce the price you pay at the pump. Even if we drilled as much as we could, uh, the price of oil is still set globally. This Keystone Pipeline, it would take years for that to have an impact on prices. There's nah. an impediment to production in the United States, and it's called the bankers on Wall Street. Ah, it's everybody else's fault. This is, uh, this is funny. Before we dive into uh, Katanji Brown and, and all of this stuff, uh, this is the way you can save some money. This is the, now kind of happening on the national news. They're starting to tell you how you could save money. Yesterday we heard from Bloomberg one of the ways you could save money is to not give your dog chemo if he's dying. Just let him die because it's too expensive. I'm not kidding. Uh, what you have to do if you want to save money when you're driving is just drive like a complete D-bag. Why burn fuel if you don't have to? That is Wayne Gertis's gospel. And he is a Prius driver. Especially driving in Southern... Nothing against Priuses. This guy's just a D-bag. California, home to the nation's highest gas prices, coming in about two bucks a gallon more than a year ago. Are you really getting 87 miles to the gallon? Yeah, I'm getting well over 80 miles per gallon. 
Curtis is a world-class hypermiler, someone who goes to great lengths to stretch and a world-class their fuel economy. He's managing about 60% more miles than the EPA says his plug-in Prius hybrid should be getting. I'll explain why he's getting such good mileage, and it has nothing to do with gas. This is very much a slow and steady approach to driving. Yeah, you've hit it with that. Wayne always follows the speed limit, even on the freeway. This road right here is 55 miles per hour. What does 55 miles per hour mean to you? It means you're going a lot slower. Okay, here comes the part where he becomes a complete you-know-what. More than everybody else on the road. That's okay. They're not buying my gas. The faster you go, the more fuel you burn. Speed kills fuel economy. There's no way around it. And little things add up. I notice we're not using the air conditioning. I'll run air conditioning when it gets above 80. I set it like 76 to 78 degrees because I want to just be comfortable. Some hypermilers make their cars more aerodynamic or drive behind semis to reduce wind resistance. Wayne sticks to the slow lane and follows all traffic laws. The optics can be bad to other drivers. Yeah, there you go. And he's getting honked at because, you know, he drives like a jerk. Anyway, (laughs) coming up, champagne socialist AOC is being mocked after uh, ranting about capitalism on uh, on the interweb. And then uh, we're going to talk about Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson and the woman who wasn't, the Republican woman who was a black female uh, with an incredible record of jurisprudence and uh, uh, very highly accredited and completely filibustered by Joe Biden. Yeah, but uh, now everything's fine, I guess. Hey guys, it's Carson. I want to talk to you about GenuCell Plant Stem Therapy. I've been using this for around 10 years now. And people say the uh, puffiness and bags under your eyes are the hardest thing to get rid of until now. One of the things that I've discovered in life is the older you get, the uh, worse you look in the morning. And with its instant effects, GenuCell is guaranteed to show results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Users saw results in only 12 hours with dramatic improvement in two weeks, and I can attest to it. GenuCell contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, GenuCell uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity and brilliant long-term results. Now, go to GenuCell.com slash Carson right now to try risk-free. Enter my promo code CARSON10 at the checkout for an additional 10% off today. That's GenuCell.com slash Carson. So we know that Kataji Brown-Jackson is a nominee for uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, to fill in uh, uh, Justice Stephen Breyer. You know, you've been in uh, radio a number of years when I remember writing comedy about Stephen Breyer's nomination for the Rush Limbaugh program back in about 1990. <laughs> you know, you've been doing this a while. And uh, he's, he's retiring, and Jackson is going to be the, <clears throat> the black woman that uh, the Democrats have all been waiting for. Uh, and uh, we will be made to forget the treatment of uh, Republican nominees for the Supreme Court, including Clarence Thomas. We all remember that debacle. We remember Robert Bork. I don't really remember Robert Bork's nomination, but I know that he was, uh, a, a word, a verb actually came out from it. He was borked. And when you get treated like absolute crap and shredded uh, and and persecuted for nonsense, then you get borked. Of course, uh, Brett Kavanaugh had a uh, dingbat from his past in high school, couldn't remember what year uh, an incident happened at a uh, party uh, back in the 80s. Uh, none of her friends could corroborate it. Uh, she didn't remember what house, what year, where, or anything, but uh, she was made some sort of a hero 
and despite a, a brilliant uh, career as a uh, justice and also uh, just a stellar career as a family man and, uh, and community leader, they attempted to destroy Brett Kavanaugh. Of course, Coney Barrett's was a little more civil, but not much. Here is uh, Lindsey Graham pointing out the uh, the double standard that Democrats have with regard to Supreme Court nominees. Most of us couldn't go back to our offices during Kavanaugh without getting spit on. Hope that doesn't happen to y'all. I don't think it will. Uh, as to the historic nature of your appointment, I understand. But when I get lectured about this from my Democratic colleagues, I remember Janice Rogers Brown, African-American woman. It was filibustered by the same people praising you. That was Joe Biden. Remember Miguel Estrada, one of the finest people I ever met. Completely wiped out. Didn't make it through the uh, uh, gang of uh, 14. Because you can only check boxes when they're Democrats. So they get their uh, note in the history books, even though they have a history, an extensive history, extending more than a century of abject racism. Well, live life just completely ruined. So if you're a Hispanic or African-American conservative, it's about your philosophy. Now it's going to be about the historic nature of the pick. 100% here is Ted Cruz uh, echoing the same sentiment. Judge Jackson, I can assure you that your hearing will feature none of that disgraceful behavior. And no Republicans will burn down cities if you don't get the nomination. No one is going or I should say the confirmation. Inquire into your teenage dating habits. No one is going to ask you with mock severity, do you like beer? That's not to say this hearing should be non-substantive and non-vigorous. And it will be both of these, and ultimately she will get confirmation. Here is uh, Marsha Blackburn talking about the crux of the issue with uh, Judge Katanji Jackson, and it's not because of uh, race; it's it's because she's really, 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 really soft on crime, which is not a not something that is unfamiliar to uh, Democrat municipalities with Democrat leadership. Moms that I'm speaking with raise the issue of crime, and you've consistently called for greater freedom for hardened criminals. At the start of the COVID... I believe they've tried that in uh, cities like New York where there's a 200% increase uh, in, uh, in uh, mass transit crime just in the last month. 19 pandemic, you advocated, and again, I quote, for each and every criminal defendant in the D.C. Department of Corrections custody should be released. That would have been 1,500 criminals back on the street if you had had your way. Because COVID. And you use the COVID-19 pandemic as justification to release a fentanyl drug dealer, a bank robber addicted to heroin, and a convict who murdered a U.S. Marshal. But other than that, they were great people. Into our communities. But your efforts to protect convicts began long before the pandemic. Again, not a, uh, a position that is unfamiliar to Democrats. You used your time and talent not to serve our nation's veterans or other vulnerable groups, but to provide free legal services to help terrorists get out of Gitmo and go back to the fight. And, of course, we also have a vice president who uh, raised money to get uh, terrorists out of jail who burned down American cities. We do have that. So, you know, it's not like this is coming out of left field. Here is uh, Senator Cory Booker uh, with a, I mean, I hope he had the lip balm because, I mean, he did some major booty kissing uh, yesterday with regard to the historical nature 
of uh, Judge Jackson Brown. This is not a normal day for America. Jackson Brown, he's not Jackson Brown. It's a, okay. We have never had this moment before. And I just want to talk about uh, the joy. I know tomorrow... and Brown, the, Jackson, not Jackson Brown. Coming hearings, we're going to have tough, hard questions. But please, let me just acknowledge the... You're f- thinking of the song running on empty right now. It's in your head, isn't it? Fact. That this is not normal. It's never happened before. Oh, yes. Senate is poised right now to break another bat barrier. We are break on another the, bat barrier on the precipice of shattering another ceiling. No, you see, it would have been breaking a bat over the head of somebody if it were a Republican nominee. Let's hear Cory Booker suck up again. This is not a normal day for no. America. No, because you're here. We have never had this moment before. And I guess we almost did, but Joe Biden filibustered her. <laughs> I just want to talk about uh, the joy. I know tomorrow and the coming hearings were tough, hard questions, but please. Why wasn't it joyful in 2005? I don't know. Let me just acknowledge the fact that this is not. Oh, sorry. 2003. Not normal. It's never happened before. The Senate is poised right now to break another bat barrier. We are on the <laughs> precipice of shattering another ceiling they were on the precipice of uh, breaking another bat speaking of which uh cory uh cory booker last night was on uh, msnbc talking to joy reed who is a rabid racist and of course uh, comparing comparing jackson to uh none other than jackie robinson that she is like jackie robinson was uh somebody that was probably overqualified <laughs> to be uh in the national uh uh, baseball league, but uh, all those other Republicans—they were complete morons. But she's a genius. Came forward because D and showed us the, what the full talent, an array of American potential. And by the way, also somebody compared um, Leah Thomas, the uh, the swimmer, the famed uh, swimmer. NBC actually uh, compared uh, her, uh, him, he, they. Whatever. Leah Thomas to Jackie Robinson, the first American to play professional uh, baseball on the white teams. So kind of uh, kind of interesting. Throwing around the name uh, and the legacy of uh, Jackie Robinson. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Jackie Brown, the movie. I'm thinking of Jackie Robinson. And I'm thinking of Jackson Brown, the singer. It's confusing. It's confusing. We have a special guest, and uh, and I do mean that because I've had Luke Rosiak on my show a number of times in different iterations, uh, Washington, D.C., Kansas City, and now on my nationally syndicated radio program. Uh, Luke Rosiak is the author of Race to the Bottom, Uncovering the Secret Forces Destroying American Public Education. He's an investigative reporter working with The Daily Caller and others, and he joins us on the Newsmax hotline right now. Luke, it's good to catch up, man. How you doing? I'm great. It's good to be with you again, Rob. Man, I'll tell you, um, this is uh, fascinating stuff. I have, uh, years ago, I came up with an expression. You know, we have uh, a big oil and we have big tech and all this. I said in this country that we have a gigantic, it's not even a cottage industry anymore. It's, it's a massive industry. It's called big offense. Uh, school districts are willing to go and companies are willing to go to extreme measures uh, with no holds barred as far as money spent on stopping things that offend people. You kind of uh, have been investigating this for a while. You were the guy who uncovered the uh, story in Loudoun County of the uh, boy identifying as a girl who used a bathroom, uh, sexually assaulted a girl, and then the story was covered up by uh, the Loudoun County School Board. Why don't you tell us briefly about that, and we'll get to some other instances and your book as well. Sure. Well, in Loudoun, um, basically, there was a girl that was raped in a bathroom, a ninth-grade girl, by a boy wearing a skirt and a girl's blouse. 
And three weeks later, the school board wanted to pass a transgender policy that would allow transgender kids to use the girls' bathrooms. And uh, so the parents asked, well, can this cause problems? And the superintendent lectured them and said they're all bigots and that there has never been any sexual assault in any Loudoun County bathroom. Well, the dad of the victim was in the audience, and understandably, he got very mad. He said, you're lying. And so they arrested him, put his face all over the national news as this example of a white supremacist bigot out, you know, being a domestic terrorist at school board meetings. And so uh, basically, you know, they arrested, the, they, they tried to put the dad in jail. They never put the, the actual rapist in jail. Um, they lied, and they, they transferred the rapist, and he went on to sexually assault a different girl in school. So basically, they were willing to harm kids to advance their weird agenda. And people, there's kind of a misconception about Loudoun. People think the problem is, the, the takeaway here is that Virginia schools are uniquely bad. And that is not the case. I mean, I, I wrote about Loudoun, frankly, because I live here. It was, it was the laziest way for me to apply my investigative skills. <laughs> yes. um, the same problems are in every school district. So what I've done now is what I did for Loudoun, I'm doing for the whole country. I tackle 61 school districts in this book. And it explains how parents can do the same thing I did, um, make sure that there's not these bad influences taking root in your school district, because if you don't do the work, uh, you know, there, there's people out there that are basically trying to take your kids from you. Well, why does the mainstream media, why do uh, Democrats say that CRT isn't being taught when it's painfully obvious that it is? Why? What gives them the audacity to say something like that when just a little bit of journalistic curiosity would prove otherwise? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I saw this guy on TV just like everyone else did, and they were dragging him away. He had a bloody face because the cops beat him up. And no one thought to ask, okay, well, why was he mad at that school board meeting? And so that's really all I did is I called him up, and he told me exactly why. And, frankly, he had very good reason to be mad. And probably most of us as, as fathers, um, I don't know if many of us could have exercised as much restraint as he did. And so what I found is that they're harming kids this way all the time to make the schools look better. Um, one example is with discipline. Um, beginning in the Obama administration, they started talking about a school-to-prison pipeline, yeah. which basically meant um, a lot of black boys were being suspended, and so we should get the, make the rates of uh, suspensions by race equal. And so in Los Angeles, over only a couple of years, suspensions went from 75,000 to only 5,000. And so they basically stopped enforcing rules in school. Now, the problem is, it's not as if all the behavior of those kids improved. They were still assaulting people. They were just letting them get away with it. And so there was uh, kids, especially Asian kids and things like that, who were just getting beaten to a pulp, and administrators were just doing nothing about it so that they could look good. And so what I found over two years investigating the school system nationwide is um, uncovering that there's a ton of different ways where they're always manipulating statistics to conceal the problems from parents. And the problem is when you, you hide a problem rather than address it, the problem only gets worse. Well, Luke, I, I've uh, been very involved in inner city uh, violence and preventing it and trying to change lives. And, and there are some societal issues that are painfully obvious if you just stop and say enough is political correctness and realize that the black-on-black -black murder rate is 13 times the national average. Don't you suppose that that would translate to the possibility that this could be acted out in America's schools? But America's schools, they want everything to be even. I know that, for instance, at the number one high school in America, Lincoln, in, uh, is it Fairfax or Loudoun? But they, they literally uh, decided they would change the admin policy 
to not be based on merit, but to be based on the color of one's skin. I do believe that Azra Nomani was leading the charge against that, and it just won a court victory with regard to it. But it sounds like there are multiple fronts here to cover up uh, discrepancies between um, nationalities or races with regard to crime or uh, discipline issues, pushing a, a sexualization of children, it appears, uh, and then also the transgenderism and the CRT. So I mean, there are a number of things here that are being covered up or being considered verboten in America's school. Why is this, Luke? Why is this? So what I try to show in this book is that when you hear about all the racial stuff, it's not actually about racial stuff. They're using that to cover up their incompetence. Um, and so really the crime is worse than the cover-up. And the crime is that we're sending out uh, 12th graders with only a 36% literacy rate. It's only a 24% proficiency in math, 11% proficiency in American history. Um, this is deeply embarrassing. We spend $17,000 per year per student on schools, and these administrators and teachers are completely failing at their job. And so when you hear talk all of a sudden about critical race theory, which basically says objectivity isn't real and tests are racist and trying to get the right answer is part of white culture, not black culture, those are insane ideas. Um, but they're also ideas that tend to benefit administrators because, because it excuses their failures, which are utterly embarrassing, which are serving only to perpetuate whatever racial gas we have in this country because – Obviously, the best way to lift people out of poverty is to uh, give them skills they need for uh, for jobs. And you combine this with also uh, COVID restrictions, COVID lockdowns and whatnot. Uh, children, uh, you know, do you have children now, Luke? Yes, I do. Okay. You have to be troubled by uh, some of the lockdowns and the bad science that have further complicated and further uh, made life very hard and learning very hard in schools. Uh, and, and it would appear that uh, COVID has been used by unions to let teachers and union members shirk their responsibilities and possibly cover up their ineptitude. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's exactly right. And what I document in this book is that the teachers' unions were working with the Democratic Socialists of America. And they said, never let a crisis go to waste in yes. reference to the coronavirus pandemic. And so they were using it to shut down schools and basically hold your kids hostage to get like $100 billion. Mm -hmm. uh, and they wanted to use it to ram through all these other things that they've always wanted to do, like not do tests, and they call them standardized tests, high-stakes testing. That's all BS. The reason the schools hate testing is because it's the one thing they can't manipulate and lie about. And yeah. so the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic, they canceled all those tests, and then they started just giving everyone A's. And so there's some teachers out there in school districts who are saying the pandemic is actually great. Grades actually went up. And that just really illustrates how these people are focused on basically putting lipstick on a pig and deceiving people because everyone knows. I mean, kids were committing suicide and things like that during the pandemic. These kids were utterly abandoned. And here they are saying because they got more A's, uh, we can pretend that everything is actually going better than ever. This has been going on for years. I remember this happening with regard to uh, testing in the city of Atlanta. This is literally a decade ago. Uh, where it came out that uh, these uh, uh, test scores had been uh, so profoundly lied about that it, it essentially failed a generation of kids in the Atlanta schools. And now we're seeing, you live right near Baltimore, and Baltimore, their public school system is absolutely abysmal. And I'm afraid we have lost a generation of children because of this. Um, 
Do you suppose that what happened in uh, Loudoun County that you discovered, and people like Azra Numani, who I'm, I'm sure you are familiar with, do you suppose that you and she and others have created an earthquake in this country that possibly will turn this around? Yes, I think we absolutely can. And this isn't even about Democrats versus Republicans. It's about parents versus special interests and special interests versus children. Um, it's basically the people that want to use schools as an employment center for incompetent teachers and as a vehicle for accessing children to use them in their bizarre ideological experiments. Um, they can't win against parents because we outnumber them if we, if we pay attention. And so, you know, those people that you mentioned, including myself, I think we've done a lot of work to make people realize what's going on, but here's where the parents pick up, and that's what I've tried to do with this book, is give parents the tools they need and explain the jargon. They really try to trick you with this jargon and make it so like, oh, you don't have a Ph.D. in, in education, so you can't understand what we're talking about. This book gives you the confidence to say, look, here's what they're trying to do here. Here's how they're tricking you. Here's how you counteract it. So you can go to those school board meetings with courage and confidence and really put these people in their place because... You know, frankly, you know, I and Osra and those other people, we can't come to every 13, all, every one of the 13,000 school districts in America. But what I found is that it's everywhere. It's in Iowa, it's in Indiana, it's in Texas. Um, and so parents have got to kind of take things into their hands now because when they don't, it creates a vacuum. And, and what I show in this book is some really bad people are, are filling that vacuum. Luke, I have always appreciated you as an investigative reporter and now as an author, Race to the Bottom. Uncovering the Secret Forces Destroying American Public Education. I have witnessed this with my daughter with regard to missing an entire uh, half of her freshman year in high school, doing hybrid learning the first half of her sophomore year. And I've seen people like her, even in conservative states, and I live in a conservative state, conservative county. I've seen this happening. I would encourage people to get this book if you've got kids, if you've got grandkids. Race to the Bottom, Uncovering the Secret Forces Destroying American Public Education. Uh, Luke, I consider you a premier journalist in the country. Congratulations on your book. Continued success, and I'd love to have you on again sometime, okay? Thank you so much, Rob. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.